And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Seventh hour, covering WrestleMania 35. It's been a long night. Couldn't do it without my co-host. Oh wait, I'm so tired. I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Chris Tyler, aka the Hair Metal Hero, and I'm with Jason Jack and Eddie. And we are live. Oh God, how do you still have the energy? This is get back to the wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania weekend is still going on. <laughs> Lives were lost. That all being said. <laughs> uh, yeah. J- Jay and I are going to shoot a little bit of a WrestleMania 35. So it's, it's, it's just tonight. It's going to be Chris and I. Um, Luke had an emergency. Not a Black Scorpion emergency. Although oh, you never know. Never well, remember last time you weren't on. We were, we were not sure, but we had a, you had to go to a medical facility because you can't say hospital. Um, That's right. And we were not sure if the Black Scorpion was somehow involved. The Black Scorpion! Stern, I'm coming to get you. you know, <laughs> is that Ole Anderson? And then, you know, you know, Al Perez. And then, shockingly later, a magician. Um, anyway, so uh, we are going to talk about WrestleMania 35. But unlike a lot of other podcasts you might be hearing where they're going to cover in depth all the stuff that happened in the what was it seven and a half hours seven and a half hours 16 matches that did occur uh we're going to kind of give you some of the highlights or and 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 lowlights because let's face it there were a bunch of lowlights on this show too it was um 
just some of the stuff there. And I, I mean, we're going to shoot it, you know, like the way we normally do. And it's the truth. And, you know, there's no sugarcoating it. I know some people um, were not, you know, uh, you know, sometimes feel that, you know, other podcasts might, you know, uh, you know, sugarcoat things and maybe worried about like whatever. I'm not worried about those things. I'm never going to wrestle for WWE. They're never going to call me in to do anything like so if I'm, you know, Chris and I are going to tell you the truth, you know, kind of the same way Luke would tell you if he was here, too. Uh, so um, one of the things that uh, we were just talking about before we got in the air was the idea that, like, yeah, this thing was, again, it was over almost seven hours. It was more than too seven much. hours. It too is, much. It is. We, we've mentioned this before, though, that the concept now what happens is let's let's let's, you know, um, before there was NXT, the shows were still even too long. They were almost five hours, five and a half hours. Before yeah. there was the NXT show on, you know, there was it's now on Friday nights because they got to do Hall of Fame on Saturdays. The the problem is, is that um, even the longer WrestleManias back in the day were four hours. And there weren't, all, you know, there was only two pay-per-views a year and then there was three pay-per-views a year. If pay-per-views are coming in at, let's say, two and a half to three hours maximum, right? Yeah. Then there's no reason that this show couldn't be, not that I really... You know, would love, I mean, if it came in at four hours, four and a half hours, it would be plenty long enough. There's no need for it to be seven hours long, you know. Um, and I think what happens is, and we actually mentioned this before, is, well, couldn't they split this into two days and maybe had night one and night two? But who's on night one? Who's on night two? Yeah. You know, if, you, if you main evented night one, uh, you know, is your pay going to be the same as main eventing night two? And at the time when we were talking about this was at least a, over a year ago, um, there was never a thought that they were going to have the main event be the women's match. But then in that year, we've now seen the women's evolution happen. We've seen the women's first Royal Rumble, the all women's pay-per-view, like all those things have occurred. So people were like, we were so surprised to have the women's match be the main event. And I was like, who was surprised? Like anybody who's been paying attention shouldn't be surprised that the main event was the, the women's title match. You know, no, not with all the not with all the heat on on with Becky and Ronda away. But even if there wasn't, I think that was going to be the main event either way. Probably. Yeah. I mean, WWE is no stranger to, you know, pushing what what they feel they need to push. That's going to get the most buys. So, well, the other thing, too, is you had two you had two other title matches um, that uh, you had one that no one cared about which is Seth Rollins versus uh, Brock Lesnar. And that's speaking as a Brock Lesnar fan. Um, I only cared from the point of view of it, it, they needed to get the belt off Lesnar because oh, you got to have right. somebody that's there full time. Right. I, I I hate the timing. Like if Cena came back and did a match, I'd be, I, I'd, as much as I love I'm a huge Cena mark. He shouldn't have any sort of title because he's not a full timer anymore. No. Well, I mean, the thing is, that, and I, I, I mean, by no one caring about it, like, let's face it, Brock Lesnar's never on TV. You know, you, I mean, so Rollins won the, the Royal Rumble, and now he's going to face uh, Lesnar. Then Lesnar comes on, gives him, what, like seven F5s? Yeah. And then we're like, it's just like, uh-huh, who cares? Like, it comes a lot of who cares, who cares, who cares, right? The main of the, the, what I, the match I thought that should have been the main event was that what I thought might have been the best match on the entire card was Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Because they actually gave us exactly – and you, Luke, and I were talking about this the other day um, – was that they need to give us a clean match, and they yep. did, yep. which was yep. great. Um, and I really thought 
uh, and I think I was t- I texted you guys. There's no way Kofi's winning this thing. There's no way Kofi's winning this thing. No, and I said I can hope and dream. Yeah, right. <laughs> and to be honest with you, it was one of the best wrestling, actual wrestling matches I have seen on a WWE uh, non NXT broadcast in a long time. Well, because, I mean, they built it up the right way since Elimination Chamber, and all the pieces just sort of fell into place. But they, when they realized what they had, they pushed it the right way. I mean, the thing is, they went they went nearly almost 24 minutes. They went 23 and change in that match. Um, and it wasn't boring. It was back and forth. No. It, was, it was good selling. It was, this was, the thing is, the Daniel Bryan we got here was ROH heel Daniel Bryan, because um, he's totally a dick. And yeah. I know if again if you didn't watch a lot of ROH, uh, you know Daniel Bryan was the heel because Daniel Bryan is a face and ROH is very different. Daniel Bryan is a heel, obviously. Um, his heel stuff was him being an absolute dick. Now he wasn't a dick about like you're hurting the environment and all the other you know stuff now, but it's just them playing up another thing. But he was an absolute asshole. And the whole <laughs> thing where I get till five, that's where that came from. Um, guys now do that to think like heels do that where they will choke somebody and the guy will count and he gets, I have till five. And that's where that came from. Um, and again, I know a lot of people um, might not have watched ROH back then. Cause again, the only way you watched ROH back in the day was you had to buy the DVDs, which I did and you watched it all there. But he, uh, that was, that, that was some really good Daniel Bryan work. And Kofi Kingston is a great worker. I don't think anyone's can ever deny he was a great worker. Yeah. I think the gimmick is crap. Um, the, uh, no, I'll be honest. And, and again, I mean, I think we're, you know, again, we'd be honest here. I think the New Day gimmick is garbage. I just, I, I've never liked it. I've never, they're a comedy act. And that's yeah. fine. You need comedy acts, but I, yeah. I, I can't take them seriously. I can't. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, they're super over with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and that's, and that's fine. I, again, but he got, Kofi got saddled with kind of a shit gimmick out of the, right from All the, the jump. He's never had a good gimmick. At, at least now he can speak English without having to try to put a fake accent on all of it. I know. The, no. the, the, <laughs> the man is of <clears throat> Ghanaian descent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Well, you know, the problem becomes, too, is that his gimmick... I mean, the, the New Day gimmick, um, when it first started out, was that they, they were the religious group. Like, yeah, which that was That was atrocious. I like this way better terrible. than that. But the thing is, even now, when you look at this, you're like, okay... They're like when they hosted WrestleMania, what was that last year or two years ago? Like they weren't even on the card for Christ's sake. Like so, yeah, so I mean, and and the throwing the pancakes to the crowd and Big E always humping the mat and doing weird shit. Like I just, I'm like all right. I mean, I don't get it. Like, but then again, I also don't like that the crowd when they say this match is one fall, one fall. I'm like shut the fuck up. Like that's what that is. You know? <laughs> well, I'm being serious. Like that that is an indie bullshit thing and i've been at roh when they've done that and they do that and they'll do that shit when we go to like we're, we're going to we have we have a, sh- a show coming up in a couple weeks and the people there will do that and i'll be like shut up all of you shut up like no no one's gonna see this the dvd of this they'll sell like 10 copies like it no one wants to hear you that's what i'm saying <laughs> w the wb crowd especially in brooklyn really think that they're part of the show they really do and it's like, Ugh. and the new day it's, doesn't. But the new day doesn't help that, because the new day is like encouraging them to be doing that. So I was really happy when they got, you know, they got in the ring, did their thing, and Kofi and Daniel Bryan just went and wrestled. 
Now the outside inter- the outside stuff I thought was really effective um, by having Rowan get involved there, but not affecting out. Not really, you know. And it was it was squashed with the other members of the New Day, so it, right. everything stayed focused on what was in the ring. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They did the right thing there, so it wasn't like there was no outside shit happening. But Kofi hits him, and he's done. I mean, I mean, they put him uh, like he's out. He's out of it. I mean, and the thing is, by doing that. You allow us to say, okay, we can focus on what's in the ring. And it really, and that was all of like a minute out of the 20 something minutes they did. Yeah. And that stuff. So, and, I mean, and that's, and that was, I mean, that was just about midway through, mm-hmm. through the, uh, the, the five, five and a half hours of the mania proper. Yeah. Ever got hotter than that. Yeah. I mean, it, that, everybody was ready for that match. It, I, I mean, I have serious misgivings with the way that the card was set up because, man, after that match, everything just dragged. Well, totally I think, dragged. I think the problem became this, is that they announced, and they knew long before they even announced it, that obviously you're going to have the women's match be the main the main, uh, uh, the main, main event. And yep, fine. Where, where, but where do you put the Kofi match in there? Because it was going to make the crowd red hot no matter what happened so by putting the joe ray match next which was going to be a squash because ray's hurt which i love that joe crushed him because and again i like ray mysterio but i think it's so funny because let's be honest that is exactly the samoa joe that to me should have been happening the whole time joe should just be killing guys yeah it's exactly what they should do with roman reigns but they won't because roman reigns is supposed to be you know it's his yard and he's the big dog and all that stuff but they don't ever put Roman Reigns in that position. Samoa Joe beats up good guys, bad guys. He don't care who the hell you are. He doesn't care if you're hurt or anything. Joe beats the shit out of everybody, right? <laughs> so that's the problem. They do that. They do if they took that gimmick and made, really made Roman Reigns do that stuff. Roman Reigns could then become what the Undertaker's idea was. Mm-hmm. That Taker is there, and Taker doesn't give a shit who you are. He'll wrestle anybody. Yeah, but. They, again, the wrong Samoan name Joe is... <laughs> I love when you say that. Well, it's true, though. It kills, it kills me every time. Right. Because the thing is, remember, we, well, it was the whole... That was that was the, the episode zero, where it was me reacting. And they, they go, we need a Samoan name Joe to save this. I got a Samoan name Joe. Go out there, Roman. Wrong one, Vince. Ah, oh, it's too late. We played his fucking music, yeah. you know? And it's true, because Samoa Joe, when, 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 when... Remember when he main evented against Brock Lesnar? It was a SummerSlam or whatever. There was like the, there was like that four way match, and he had a yeah. he had one, and then the the crowds were red hot for that, red hot for that. And I'm like, look at that. Lesnar's not on TV. Samoa Joe and Lesnar get in the ring. No one's like, ah, oh, boring. They're like, kill him, Joe, kill this guy. And, you know. And the thing is, you believe that Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar might actually murder each other in that ring. <laughs> um, because either one of them looks like they are a total badass and they can do it, right? The problem yeah. becomes when you have a guy like Finn Balor wrestle uh, Lesnar, no matter how good that match might be, Lesnar is so much bigger than Balor. Yeah. That, you know, there's only so much they can do, you know? So, um, but, you know, to, to try to cool the cool the, the fans down, they have the Joe match, which is a minute, but then they bring out the Roman Reigns-Drew McIntyre match. And the problem is, and I have been very critical of Roman Reigns in this show. If you go back and listen, folks, to other episodes, I have called Roman Reigns to task about his 
inability to, you know, anything. And and yeah. and, and he, yeah. I, look, I'm I, I'm glad he's in remission. As I am too. I I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Ro- Roman Reigns, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I have no problem with the guy. Roman Joe? Reigns, the yeah, the Roman. Joe. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Joe. That guy who had leukemia and they caught it. And if you haven't watched his chronicle on W Network. And you, um, I'm telling you right now, be prepared to cry because you will cry. And you don't have to have had cancer and everything else to be in that situation. Considering right now, that came out right around the time I found out I was right in remission from my um, um, uh, lymphoma. Um, and again, it's different than what he has. Um, and he's talking about, well, I got to, I, you know, he goes, people have it way worse than me. And he's talking about taking a pill as his chemo. And I'm like, I'm taking pills and I take a hand. I was taking what, 15 pills a day at one point. Plus I had chemo and all that stuff. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like, and he's like, there's people I have it way worse than me. And these kids in the hospital. And I'm like, that's the guy. That's yep. the guy, Joe. That is the fighter. Who's that. That's a guy I can get behind. Roman Reigns, the character just doesn't have it. We've no. talked about this. You've got to change up his outfit. He basically needs to be the Usos. It's a shame because the mm. Usos have the perfect gimmick. See, if, if they had hooked up the Usos with him and he comes out and he's like, these are my cousins and we're, we're tired of this bullshit. And, and just just start being thugs the way the Usos do it. Fuck, he would get over. If, he, if, they, if they had the balls to turn him heel, he would get over with all yeah. with most of the people that are that are pissed about him. Because if he if he goes heel, you don't have to have him talk a lot. Right. And then and then he can't go out and just squash guys and because yeah. his I mean I you know I couldn't do anything of what he's doing in the ring I'll be honest but he's not putting it together in a way that makes me want to watch and the fact that they cut the mics when he had his entrance just so they could you know not hear the boot he's the man the man just beat cancer again and he's still getting booed. Well, it's like you brought him back way too fast. Well, the thing was, I mean, when he came out and he made the announcement originally that he had cancer, uh, that he had leukemia had returned, they're booing the shit out of him. And he comes, he goes, I'm just a guy named Joe, and I've been fighting leukemia. And all of a sudden, the whole place is stunned. When I mean, when I saw that, I was, I mean, my, my, my mouth was open. And I'm cr- like crying, and everyone's but because you feel horrible. And then they start chanting for him. Right. And you're like, OK, so you people were just booing the shit out of him. And again, as a wrestling fan, this is something that is a hard time. People who aren't wrestling fans have a hard time separating this. As a wrestling fan, we don't like the character Roman Reigns, whatever he's yeah. portraying. But now he's talking to us as a real guy. The guy has has has, uh, has leukemia. Oh, shit. OK, we're not booing this guy right now. When he came back and he's remission, everyone's cheering. I'm like, OK. But he's going to go back to being Roman Reigns now. He's going to go back to being a wrestler. Are you going to cheer him? And they did. The first few weeks, all were cheering. No one was booing him. And Luke goes, man, no one could boo this guy. And I'm like, they're going to start. By Mania, they'll be booing him. And what happened? They were booing him at Mania. I mean, the problem is they basically gave Drew McIntyre his gimmick. Drew McIntyre is, I'll fight anybody. Except you can't understand what he's saying because his brogue is like a thousand times thicker than it needs to be. Um, no, I'm just being. Serious. I don't have trouble with it, but yeah, no, I get what you're from. But, you, but, but when, when he gets real excited and he's like, I start talking like this, I'm not like, what, Drew? Drew, no one understands you. You know, I mean, it's better than it used to be because he's worked on like you know speaking, 
in the years when he went to TNA and out, people were like he was in TNA. Yes, he was actually really good in TNA and he was in NXT and everything else. Um, the problem became is that like you know it's not like he first started you couldn't understand a word he was saying, you know. <laughs> but now I mean basically that's his gimmick. He'll fight anybody. That's the gimmick that Roman Reigns should have. So, but the uh, uh, you know I mean but then so that's ten minutes right there. I mean that match was ten minutes. Did, did it need to be ten minutes? No. But no, that's what you had, could you have had been to do. A squash. Well, but that's what, how come Triple H and Batista, Triple H and Batista was over because, 24 minutes? Because it's Triple H, and I'm no, no. sure Big Dave said, I'm not coming back unless we get 25 minutes. Oh, no. And, I understand uh, that. Funny. I understand that, but I'm saying is, there's just two old men out there looking old. And did, yeah, what would you say? That's 100 years combined between them yes. in age? Like, yeah. that's that's too friggin' much. Did I'm sorry. How, how small Batista looks now? Oh, he's well because he's because now he's making movies. He's probably not on probably not juicing now. Oh no, no, right? Yeah, you know he's he's not he's not he's not doing you know the steroids like he was doing. What I'm saying is, but he looks so small and Triple H is in there, and I'm like, okay, dude. I mean, I I mean I I get it. Like they wanted to bring Batista back, whatever. But like that match didn't need to happen. No. And then you have Baron Corbin beat Angle, and that was another six minutes of wasted time. And I'm like, are you kidding? Okay. And I and I understand the the guy that's retiring usually puts over whoever the new guy is on his way out, <laughs> but it's Baron Corbin who right. nobody likes. Right, and he's and they're not going to do anything with him, except have no. Triple H shoot him with the the Super Soaker, um, and empty the entire Super Soaker onto him at the end of the uh, the Hall of Fame, which is what happened. The end of Hall of Fame when they had brought out the Super Soakers again. Yep. Triple H, that's who he was shooting, and then he like started hiding, and Triple H used Ronda Rousey for a shield and shot over her at him and then used his wife as a shield to shoot him. And he kept shooting him and shooting and shooting him. Like, and trust me, that probably got a bigger pop than anything Baron Corbin's ever done in his life. So, uh, I mean, the Finn Balor, Bobby, so think about that. So you have the, the basically the real main event, which is Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. So yeah. you had a minute, 10 minutes, 25 minutes, six minutes, four minutes. Those were your cool down matches. To get to your main event. Now, the main event, to be honest, had more heat than any of those other other matches you just mentioned. Yep. But the the thing was that I don't know. They they did such a poor job with like setting these things up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I thought they did. I thought like I thought everyone looked. I thought Vince McMahon looked like a super racist uh, in the setup for the Kofi Kingston thing. But uh, at least there, they got to the right ending. Like, I mean, I don't necessarily love how they got there, but at least they then allowed the New Day to be part of it and, like, have them earn the right for him and whatever. At least you got the match. The yeah. thing with the Becky Lynch and Charlotte and all this stuff, like, Luke made a good point. Luke was like, man, if I was booking this, I'd have Charlotte, like, I'd have them throw Ronda out, have Charlotte grab Becky and not get her, just start to put her in a uh, sharpshooter. And have the bell ring. And I'm like, Montreal Screwjob? He goes, exactly. And have Triple H come out and go, awesome. And have them like, the, the authority has done it again. And how Vince McMahon come out, like, because Vince is too old to be doing this, but it's basically Vince yeah. McMahon's idea. But have Triple H and Stephanie come out and go, exactly. And then be like, Becky be like, what? What are you talking about? Like, this was the plan the whole time. You think we didn't know that they were going to put Charlotte in here? And we got exactly what we wanted. Charlotte's now. The unified champion. She's she's the you know she's the queen. She's now the six-time champion of this and the five-time champion of that. Whatever it is, and I'm like, that'd have been great, right? Uh, it would have been. Phew, I, As it is, you got that botched ending. 
Yeah, that was it was sloppy, but it was it was the ending I think that pretty much everybody wanted. Oh, of course. No, no. All right. Oh, Becky going over was the right ending for for the crowd. And this and it was funny. This was the first time that WE actually gave them what they wanted, right? Yeah. Because WE never gives you what you want. They just they give you what they you know they try to piss you off so you come back. Sometimes you can't piss people off. It's like when Daniel Bryan won the title in that three way with Triple H and Batista. Yeah. Um, where the best thing leading up to the match was when Stephanie McMahon slapped Batista and, and, and knocked the glasses clean off his face, which was hysterical. If you haven't <laughs> seen that, folks, go look that up. It is absolutely hysterical. Um, but to be honest, is like you're watching this going, okay, like what, what Luke said made perfect sense. And I'm like, oh, my God, that would be a great ending. It would piss off everyone. Yeah. But what it then <clears throat> leads to, it then leads to Charlotte and Becky on Monday, having a confrontation, or, you know, having whatever, and it leads to SummerSlam, which would be Becky versus Charlotte, you know, for the unified title, whatever they want to go with, right? You could totally pull this out longer and have it go until August, right? When they'd be back in the same building doing the same thing. Like, well, no, they wouldn't, no, they wouldn't be in the same building. They would be in Brooklyn. But you know what I'm saying, like, but it would be yeah. back in the same place. So you have a lot of the same people, but like, I want to see this happen. You want to you want to have people be able to spend five and six and seven and eight hundred dollars on tickets to go to WrestleMania and stuff like that, and you want them to spend another three, four, five hundred dollars to go to SummerSlam. Give them something to go fucking care about, because Ronda was leaving either way. Yeah, I mean, broken hand or not, she was leaving either way. So, um, be as it may, uh, you know. So, I mean, that that's matches ten through sixteen. That's that's the second half of this card. The problem really here is when you think about this is that it kind of felt like except for the Kofi match I don't I mean maybe the women's match because it went 20 minutes everything else felt like a glorified Raw match you know or Smackdown match yeah it didn't feel special it didn't feel WrestleMania no. special you know especially like the Baron Corbin Kurt Angle you know that didn't need to be here Finn Balor and Le- Bobby Le- and, and I get it they're trying to get everyone a payday but like yeah. come on like it just didn't feel special enough WrestleMania, no, even no. even the even the worst WrestleManias, even when they have Hogan versus Flair. Oh, I mean Hogan versus uh, Sid and Savage <laughs> versus Flair, because no one no one wanted to see Hulk Hogan wrestle Ric Flair ever, ever. You know why would anyone want to see that? <laughs> Fucking idiots. Anyway, well here here's the real problem is they actually they actually put that on them as the main event on their t- their tour they did. And the problem is they were so bad together. They were like, we can't put that shit on TV. Right. <laughs> so they put Savage in there. because They knew Savage and Flair would have a great match. And they yeah. figured it's Sid and Hogan. Who's expecting anything out of this? Because let's be honest. If you talk about great workers, the first two people come to my mind are Sid and Hogan. And followed <laughs> closely, probably by, um, you know, Pete Gass and uh, whoever else was in the Mean Street Posse, because they were great workers, too. <laughs> the audible eye roll not included. Anyway. Sarcasm is dripping. God damn. Well, you know, since I haven't been in the classroom teaching lately, they got a lot of sarcasm built up inside. <laughs> if you don't get it out, it just hurts. That's you know, true. It gets all clumpy and shit. Anyway, maybe that's something else. Um, anyway, so the, pro- the problem becomes is that, like, even the worst manias, even the ones you're like, that's the worst mania I've ever seen. Go back and watch some of those manias in the 90s. WrestleMania 10? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, go back and watch some of those manias that are not so great. Every match on there kind of felt like it was because there wasn't pay-per-views every single, like, 
pay-per-views are so overblown now and they're so like they're so throwaway like yeah. even in the 90s even you know well when it, yeah when they started doing the in your houses every mm-hmm. couple of months like it's just there's too much well the in your houses at two hours they at least were like the they they i mean even though they didn't those gave you nothing they never gave you like a really big thing on those then they realized they could probably sneak a couple of those something important on there so maybe people would buy it but wcw was the worst culprit of this in the world and they were the ones who started setting this up they used the pay-per-views to hype nitro and then they would give away pay-per-view matches on nitro so you're like why would i want to watch your pay-per-view they were the first ones to start making pay-per-view matches not feel special so because you had so much on nitro but yet the one thing about wcw and again and i know it's not what we're talking about but they tried to give you like really crazy shit on the pay-per-views and that didn't always work and that's always that and that was one of the big problems with wcw was that some things just really didn't work very well and then they had creative control problems and like then they brought in vince russo because that's a really stupid idea on anyone's part um <laughs> oh it's been proven time and again i know i you know, know. <laughs> like they're like let's bring in vince russo it's like or why don't i just slam my nuts in the door of the car a few times like i don't know one's a really bad idea the other one's bringing in vince russo so, you know, kind of thing like it's a worse idea. So, um, but be that as it may. Uh, so the first half of this card had my favorite moment in wrestle, and probably one of my favorite moments in all time WrestleMania history. Don't get me wrong. I popped really hard when Kofi Kingston won the belt. I think it's very important. I think what that means bigger than Kofi Kingston, who's earned this, you know, 11 years toiling away, earned the right of doing it. It means a lot because, obviously, he's the first African-American um, WWE champion uh, kind of thing. Um, this goes back to, like, the idea of having – back in the day, you had your ethnic champions, you know, your Bruno San Martinos and your Pedro Morales and, your, you know, those guys like that, and they held the belt forever. Nowadays, if you guys hold the belt for, like, three months, you're like, what a long reign that is. Yeah. Unless it's <clears throat> Pete Dunne, and because Pete Dunne <laughs> held the belt forever, and then Walter chopped the living shit out of him. But that was a really good show on Friday night, but we're not talking about that. No, um, not not at this time. God, what a fucking great show that was. Anyway, and that wasn't even the best. That wasn't even the best takeover I've ever seen, and it was so much better than other things. So the problem is, is that like guys don't hold the belt that long. So, um, and and, and it's one thing for like Brock. Well, Brock Lesnar held it like these months. Brock Lesnar appeared six times in eight months. That yeah. doesn't mean he held anything. It just means he <laughs> literally was in possession of a championship belt. That's all that means. Okay, so, but here I am thinking, like, okay, they had Seth Rollins win the title in, like, two minutes. Yeah, it was literally, like, two and a half minutes. I mean, there was all that bullshit before the match started, but, like, whatever. I'm like, all right, well, the Usos retained. I'm like, whatever, okay. There's no way that they're going to have the the boss and hug connection lose these belts. Because, again, I am am, am a huge Bailey fan. I I like Sasha Banks well enough, but I'm a a big Bailey fan. I've been a big Bailey fan for since their NXT days. And I'm like, they're not going to have them lose the belts. They'll have them hold on to it. And maybe at SummerSlam, Naya and, uh, you know, Tamina, who's looking more and more like, like super flesh stuff every day. Uh, <laughs> well, she does. Dude, I'm, I'm sorry. And if, and, you know, go, if you look at Tamina, when she first broke in, like Tamina was like, a, like a, she's tall, but like, she looked like a woman. She's looking like a man. Now she, I feel like Miss Swan. Look uh, like a man, you know, kind of thing. Look like a man. Yeah. yeah. From the old Mad TV days. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. 
you know, Alex Borstein right there is her. <laughs> Look uh, like a man. Um, so I, I was like, there's no way they're going to have them lose the belts. And I, and I figured, I'm like, okay, if they come off of them, they're certainly not putting the belts on Beth Phoenix and, and, and Natty. Um, Which I would that, love, but well, I'm in the mind. Cool. No, no, it would have been cool. Cause, but that to me seemed like if they're going to take it off, that's who I thought they would put it on because you would give Natty a championship after, especially after like inducting the Hart Foundation, the fucking horse shit with that piece of crap guy trying to tackle Brett. And then Travis Brown punching him in the face a number the of times. Face. And then was that Teddy Hart in, this, in the gold pants punching the shit out of him in the ring? And then they yanked him out. And then who I thought was Davey Hart was was uh, was um, Harry Smith. It's not. It was, what's his, it was Dash Wilder. Yeah. Sucker punching the guy right in the fucking face because he's an asshole. Deserved every fucking punch he got. I, yeah, we got we just got to break. So, so Bret Hart got attacked at the Hall of Fame oh, induction sure. ceremony. And in case you didn't see it, um, the video is all over the Internet now if oh, you yeah. really feel like you want to watch it, which it's worth it. Because if, you're, if you've got the balls, I don't know what drug you're on or who put you up to it or what you were thinking. There's like 100 people in prime physical condition there. And they're, you know, even if not everybody in that arena gets along with each other outside of the locker room, if you jump somebody (laughs) that's one of the boys, you're going to get your dick kicked in. And that dude did. And rightfully so. Here's what got me, right? When you watch the video, because we had the different angles in the video, when you see the security guard, the one who got caught up in the ropes, they tried to grab him before he got there. The, The security guard got caught in the ropes and the guy was able to get in. Travis Brown hit that ring so fast. Now, he was sitting right right outside the ring. Yeah. But for a guy who's not in the business, Travis Brown is a, is, for those of you who don't know, Travis Brown is a giant man married to uh, uh, Ronda Rousey. And he himself yeah. is a very dangerous UFC fighter. Um, whether or not he ever fights in UFC again, we'll see. Um, but he, he is a very, very dangerous man. He hit that ring fast he was up those steps and across there the guy got brett to the ground now the problem was natty went down too because the guy hit brett natty grabbed yep. brett uh to, to grab him and she went down and travis brown is on him and i'll give the new day credit because kofi kingston was there with his wife and his two sons and they were literally at ringside all three of the new day got up and got there but uh um, xavier woods and biggie langston is a big dude they yeah. both got in that ring quick and, um, you know, Travis Brown, when he, when he, when he, he put, he got Brett separated and he hammered him with some shots. I don't I mean, I, I get that Travis Brown might still be under contract UFC, but this is what I didn't understand. If he's not, if he's not fighting or whatever, I mean, okay, he could work somehow. Man, how is Travis Brown not part of the storyline beyond him picking him physically picking up Ronda Rousey and putting her over the guard? How is Travis Brown? Not a guy you want to have. I mean, there's a guy. I mean, like yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they he's could they could built use, for pro have, wrestling. Yeah, they could use another shoot fighting type guy in, in there. You know. Well, because the thing the, is, you're, you're losing Brock Lesnar, right? I mean, Lesnar is. We, we, well, if you haven't heard, Lesnar and Daniel Cormier are supposed to be fighting in August for in a big money fight, and Daniel Cormier, you know, I mean, hey, Cormier's already made it very clear that he's like, you know, John Jones. It, well. For those of you who don't know, John Jones pisses dirty every single time because he, quote unquote, he has so much uh, testosterone flowing through him that he'll always come up 
that he's on this drug. The problem is he pisses dirty for the exact same drug every time. Oh, is, really? It's amazing how that happens. No one else in the world has this except John Jones. Hmm. Hmm. It sounds funny or it sounds like, man, John Jones was supposed to be the Messiah of UFC. And then he got disqualified for, uh, you know, punching people in the back of the head and whatever. And, he, and, and don't get me wrong. John Jones is a hell of a fighter, but he, 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 he is always found to be on steroids. It's funny because T.J. Dillashaw just got a fucking two-year suspension for the same exact thing. T.J. Dillashaw's going, oh, wait, wait, wait. I have so much testosterone in my body. I am going to piss dirty. That's all he had previous to come out and say. Because basically it's the John Jones rule. He's the only one who gets away with it. He is just, he's not allowed to fight in certain states or whatever. Anyway, so the whole thing is this, is that whatever that might be. So you're going to have Brock Lesnar walking away. Travis Brown, I mean, he is like, what, he's like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, he's humongous. Yeah. Right? And the thing is, if he didn't have to cut all the weight, because he has to cut weight because he has to be under what, what's the heavyweight cutoff? 250, right? So he has yeah, to cut to yeah. 250 or, you know, which is crazy because he doesn't walk around at 250. Like the guy with the ring the other night was not 250. So anyway, we're getting a little off there. What, 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 the point I was saying was I would have been nice if, if they had given it to Natty and, and Beth Phoenix, I would have gotten it. Natty there, it's, it's a reward. It'd be whatever. To give it to my favorite tag team in wrestling, period. And that includes uh, men and women. And that's hard because Ricochet and Aleister Black, oh, two of my favorite wrestlers. It. Oh, I love them. I absolutely love them. They are absolutely two of my favorite wrestlers. The Iconics are my favorite tag team, hands down, men or women, doesn't matter. I love the Iconics. And not just because Kaylee and I do the Iconic, oh, Iconic, and we do the pose all the time. And I literally think that their shirt they sell should be split up the sides and so you can push it open and do it. And I love doing that. The Iconics won. And not since the Hardy Boys came back a couple years ago when they came back at, at, at yeah. WrestleMania. Literally, Kelly, Haley, and I jumped up. It was like it was, it was almost like when Shayna Baszler looked like she broke uh, uh, Dakota Kai's arm. When I actually jumped up and screamed, no, I thought it was real. Because like, it fucking looked real. Right. We jumped up screaming, oh, my God, yes, we were so pumped and not trying to get anything away from Kofi because we were really happy for Kofi, too, in the next match. But it was hard to beat the Iconics getting there so much so that we put together Haley's yearbook because she has two pages in her yearbook that are she can put her own pictures in. We did that last night and we got our you know Valentine's Day picture and we got the picture of like her and Kelly together and Haley and her autism awareness shirt and the picture, the only picture of me that exists. Since I started doing chemo, which is the one with the hat on, and I'm covered up, and I still have the goatee and stuff, Haley wanted to put that in there. All that stuff is in there, right? The only picture, but we got a picture of the of the Iconics crying, holding the world titles. We put that picture in the yearbook because it was <laughs> that important to her, folks. Nice. That picture beat out, like, other holidays. It beat out Halloween. It beat out other things, whatever. So, um, yeah. I mean, the, I love the Iconics. They are so funny they and and the best is whenever they talk on tv um and it i mean once you listen to them a few times you understand it but they are just so crazy like at the at the battle royal when they're like uh the women's battle royal when they're talking shit you know kind of thing 
um, like, oh, you, oh, oh, you're going to lose, whatever. And everyone teams up against them. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly, because they're heels. They're great heels. They're just funny. And they're starting to get really over with the crowd. And I'm like, you guys were late to the party. I've been rooting for them and I've been cheering for them. And now your voice is gone, McMahon. And you've been rooting and cheering for your favorites all night, as Jesse Ventura would say. <laughs> so, yeah. So, looking at, yeah, just, just real quick, looking at this, like AJ versus Randy Orton, did that need to be on WrestleMania? I don't think so. No. Um, I thought it was, the, it, it was a good match. Yeah. I mean, oh, at least yeah. we, well, we could see it at home. I guess yes. in the stands you couldn't. Yeah. Well, um, the, the, what do you call it? The, the, I mean, the four way tag match was good. Um, it had some really good spots in it. Uh, I mean, I think Aleister Black and Ricochet are absolutely killing. Oh, yeah. Mari, Mari pops huge yeah. anytime it's one of their matches. Yeah. Well, Singles or a tag. Yeah. And I think the thing became this, is is whatever was going to happen in that four-way, again, it's a four-way, so it's hard to stand out in there. I think every team got a chance to shine. Yeah. And and then we had the, you know, the, the finisher spot where it – because there's – again, there's eight guys here, and, and it's finisher, finisher, finisher. When everyone hits their finisher, that always pops the crowd. And um, it's just so funny because I'm like, okay, and here comes – oh, the bro kick, and here comes this, and here comes – it's just so funny when all that happened. And then when the Usos do the double – Super kick, and I'm like, it's super kick party, don't stop, which is of course the Young Bucks thing. Um, but I'll be honest with you, and again, I like the Young Bucks, but you don't want to mess with the Usos start super kicking because they're Samoans. Yeah. And um, if you you start messing with Samoans, there's lots of them, and they're all related except Samoa Joe, the only Samoan not related to any of them, <laughs> um, which is so funny, right? <laughs> It's true. So, oh, it's damn true. Damn true. Anyway, you know, um, but the, uh, I mean, I thought it was good. It didn't get a chance to shine, but it wasn't like, an, oh, my God, like, you know, amazing match. Because on NXT, we got the the, Roar, the War Raiders versus uh, Black. Ricochet and Black. And, yeah. and that was one of the best matches I've yeah. watched in. It was, it was outstanding. Outstanding. But there's no story to it other than the fact that it was Ricochet and, and Black's farewell match from NXT. Yeah. Well, what, but, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, what, what I think what it did was I think it, what it would allow it was allowed the, the War Raiders to be showcased in a way that for those of us who watch them in NXT not NXT, and, and uh, in ROH, and I've actually seen them wrestle live. We saw them on like a local indie shows and stuff. You know, you realize that like Warbeard Hansen actually can do stuff. And it's yeah. hard because he's a big dude. They're both got, big dudes. Well, Warbeard is bigger than Roe. I give him that, right, kind of thing. But, like, but like you realize that both of these guys can both work. And a lot of times they have to be, you know, they have to, they, they don't fly around. But in that match, it was outstanding. But Ricochet and, and Aleister Black have now every week, I mean, even their, even their matches on Raw and SmackDown have been, like, amazing. And I know yeah. Cornette got on them a little bit about like, and it's not on them as so much as on how they're presenting them and how they cut in and out of matches and stuff like that just for TV. And some of the points he made are good. Like you, le- you, you know, you, you leave a match and it's like, okay, don't come back to them. Like leave it on, like going into the ropes. So you can come back off the ropes. Like you kind of like leave the match on a headlock and you come back Yeah. and like other stuff has happened. That's just edit. That's that's WWE editing live shit. That's nothing to do with the, the guys. But you realize that like these two guys were put on like uh, they put them on there, and they also put obviously um, 
you know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa before he got hurt, and uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, yeah, Johnny Gargano, right? Uh, for you, right? Was it Gargano on there with? Gargano was on there. Yeah, yeah. Right. They and brought then, them up. Yeah. And then they let that, and they let them wrestle, and then so they look good too. Again, but I mean, but, I mean, but I don't think there's anything we don't already know that these guys are good wrestlers. Um, but I think they're showcasing. They're really showcasing Black, and they're showcasing Ricochet together as a tag team. My concern, and I've said this over and over again, is that what happens when they split them up, right? The first thing that's going to, they're going to say to Aleister Black, you need to tighten up. You need to lose some weight. You need to, you know, you need to tighten up because everyone gets told that. You need to tighten up. And what happens? As soon as guys tighten up and they're on the road so many days and they get hurt and then they're done. And then guys are on the shelf for forever. Whereas in NXT, you know, you don't have to look like every other person. Right. You know, Aleister Black stands out as being different than Ricochet and they're different than when EC3 was there and they're different than Velveteen Dream and they're different than Matt Riddle. Like everyone's unique on the main roster. They're like, hey, let's cookie cutter everybody. Everyone needs to look like this. Let's get the same trunks and everybody. And it's just so boring. But it's ultimately what I wind up getting. And it's like, what a shame. You know, what an absolute shame that that's what we're going to wind up with. If that's what happens, I would hate to see them ruin Ricochet and Black because they kind of like try to pigeonhole them or cookie cutter them. And, you know, again, them as a tag team gives us a lot of opportunity to see them do because they work really well together, which is weird because they're so they do because their styles are totally different. But but the way that they've managed to meld it, I mean, just with their entrance, you know, Mm -hmm. where Black comes in second and rolls right in front of Ricochet and it's like. These we got these two diametrically opposed styles, and it's like, you know, it just it works so well together. Right. And but you know, it, of course they will break them up because they yeah. won't want to have a premier tag team. You know. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> so. too the thing is, and and this is this is one of the things that's always kind of got me, is that they have guys on the roster who you're like, man, that guy could be the champion. Like that guy could be champion, and you look at him, you're like, he's got the skill set. He's over with the crowd. Ricochet or Aleister Black are the, either one of them are beyond over with this crowd. I mean, the crowds and, and, and there's no one booing them. Like they literally no. walk out there and then they are they are both white hot. If they had won the tag straps, there wouldn't have been like, oh, the Usos got robbed. It's like, oh my god, right? Either I thought them, that was going to happen. I yeah. thought they were going to get a huge push, and it wouldn't have surprised me because they've been killing it the last two years in NXT. Yeah. Well, the only reason I thought they didn't, they weren't going to put the belts on them is because they can now, again, I don't know if they're going to run it this long, but you could you could actually build this out to SummerSlam and have it be a one-on-one match instead of a four-way, you know, mm-hmm. given their chance to shine. See, I think if you give the Usos and uh, and Ricochet and Black 20 minutes, let them put on a, like, a tag match like they did with the War Raiders. Yeah. I mean, you could, because the Usos can go. Yeah. That's the other problem, too. People forget that the Usos really can go. They just, you know, kind of get stuck sometimes because they're a tag team, and we don't feature tag teams, you know, so I kind of think. So, um, yeah, be as it may. The, I mean, the other tag match, the the Revival losing to uh, to Ryder and, uh, <laughs> and Hawkins. Hawkins. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I, I love Ryder and Hawkins. I'm, 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 I've been a Zack Ryder guy, woo, 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 you know, from the get-go. <laughs> and Hawkins, like, when he left, you know, he comes back, and you're like, I mean, when he was in TNA, um, and I know people didn't watch TNA except for me and, like, you know, Luke. Um, I loved him in TNA. He was tag champions there, too. I always liked him 
I thought the two of them together are good. I mean, their their podcast, the most expensive free podcast in the world, you know, the, the major wrestling figure podcast, is good because I like you know I like my Hasbro's and I like you know wrestling figures and stuff like that. Um, but it's just so funny to hear them talking because like you know uh, Brian Myers, you know Kurt Hawkins, he's he's a dad and you know he's like you know and he's but he's still a nerd. He still like likes his figures and he likes this and he's like I'm like man these these guys are you know they're younger than me because you know they're like they're what they're in, they're in their 30s so they're like yeah they're a know, couple years younger than us yeah so but I'm like but if they still I still totally connect with them I'm like oh my god I like the same shit they like you know and it's it's just funny and, and like things like that but I mean I love the revival I think the revival is one of the best tag teams going the shame is the revival I think the revival are are here at the wrong time. I would like to see the revival in like NWA circa 1984 wrestling like the, you know, the, uh, the fantastics and the, and the midnight express and the, all the teams they idolize, you know, if, yeah. if, if you haven't seen their ride along, as Luke always jokes, he goes, well, you never ride along with the, with the revival. We're going to take the best four horsemen t- uh, lineup is always <laughs> Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Barry Windham. And, uh, you know, kind of like, and it's so funny what they do. Well, who do you think the best four horsemen lineup is? And I'm like, oh my God, they're not really doing this, are they? And they literally did that and then went and found a place that had coffee. Like, that is what they did. They're entire, they're entire, I'm like, oh my God, are they joking? But that's what they're into. They're, they're weird like that, you know? And I think that's why their gimmick plays is real. And I think Ryder and Hawkins' gimmick plays is real because, let's face it, they're best friends. And they're kind of weird, and the you know they're kind of over with the fans. But Kurt Hawkins' whole get him because he's a loser. I mean, <laughs> he was playing possum and rolls him up, and then Monday on Monday night on Raw, he blind tags and schoolboys him for the win. I'm like, man, I keep winning like this. You know, I'm waiting for the Zack Ryder to get behind somebody, and Kurt Hawkins pushes him over, and they roll up I, that way. <laughs> I'll pop for that myself. You know, why so, not? But, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I just you know, again, it's it's. I I think what you're gonna f- see is uh, Hawkins and Ryder will hold those belts for like a month or so, and they'll wind up losing to somebody. I mean, we could have you know Ricochet and and Tyler Black. I mean Tyler Black, um, Alistair Black. Yeah, not Tyler Black. Tyler Black's your your uh, Universal Champion. Um, they could t- they could wind up taking the belts off of them. Um, I think the better match is with them and the Usos, and I don't mean that to you know be negative about anything, but. If it was the revival they were taking the belt off of, I could see that. Yeah, it's it, as much as I as, as much as I like Hawkins and Ryder as well. It's 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 not it's not gonna no. it's not gonna put over Black and Ricochet yeah. in a better way. You know, yeah. it's just it's just not. Yeah. And it would honestly be it would honestly be kind of a waste. Yeah, of well, a match. Yeah, you need you need you need to have a, the belts on a serious a serious tag team. Like if 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 Black if um if Ricochet and Black beat the bar or they beat, you know, they wind up beating the Usos or the, or the revival or, or like even as much as I don't like the team of, of uh, Rusev and Nakamura, I think that team is kind of a waste. Um, it is. I, I would agree. Cause I, 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 I mean, I'm Rusev is, I'm, you know, for the last couple of years, once they kind of embraced how, how kind of funny he is yeah. much in the way that uh, big show was when they had him, go funny for the first time. Yeah. 
you know, because he's a good worker in the ring too. I mean, it's just brick shit house, and he, he looks great. And I mean, he's in his. I mean, he's putting a gimmick on it too because he doesn't sound like that in real life. I mean, right, you right. know, it's uh, it's that's just a weird. It's a weird pairing, man. Right. But I guess you kind of spent after last year at WrestleMania, you kind of blew your shot with Nakamura getting any more heat. You know, yeah. He's just, I don't know. Well, don't isn't, know. isn't it funny, Nakamura? one of the biggest stars in new japan right yeah. and he wrestled aj styles at wrestle kingdom and he was i mean he was the guy you bring him over and he's the guy i mean he and you bring him to nxt because you, you know he's got to learn how to wrestle the you know the the we style all right fine yeah. in nxt he's huge him and joe you know and you're like all right here we go right and they bring him up and they're going to push this guy to the moon and he falls apart because why? Not because of anything Nakamura did, because you don't know how to market him, because he can't get on the mic and talk. Like he just doesn't. You, you can't. You can't have him out there talking and talking and talking. Right. But, in, but instead of it being like you know, like because he's he's amazing in the ring, he didn't need to talk at all, you know, to get over in NXT. So I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think I think they had their opportunity. They blew it, but. Um, the issue becomes too is now you have Nakamura in a situation where you're like, well, this guy's a major star. We got to keep him around. So you're trying to keep him relevant and keep him on TV, but it's like, so it's just like a holding pattern. That's what this is. It's like put these guys together and they're in a holding pattern. Do I think Nakamura and Rusev are ever going to become like a major tag team? No. No. I mean, the problem, the, the problem becomes literally is that neither one of them are tag team guys. They're they're single wrestlers. Whereas like Claudio, um, sorry. Uh, what do they call him here? They call him uh, what, what's Castagnoli called here? He's um, um, Antonio Cesaro. Cesaro, right? Yeah. They don't even call him Antonio anymore. Just Cesaro, right? Cesaro. Yeah. WWE chopping all names in half now because apparently yeah. we're not smart enough for two names. Yeah. Well, the problem, the problem is I call them up by their, by their name. Like I'm like Claudio. What is his name here? Or the worst is I'm like your champion, Tyler Black. Uh, I mean Seth Rollins. He's been Seth Rollins almost longer than he was Tyler Black, but I cannot. Just don't remember that because I, I saw him as Seth. I, I didn't see him as Seth Rollins. I saw him as Tyler Black. I saw him wrestle as part of him and Jimmy Jacobs uh, wrestling, you know, in Danbury versus what I mean, he was great then. So the 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 the, uh, the um, Rusev and Nakamura literally feel like two singles wrestlers. You're just sticking together in a holding pattern, whereas Cesaro and Sheamus, they feel like they should be a tag team. Right, as good as they might be as singles, they feel like a tag team together. Yeah. And again, we've had them as a while. I mean, again, maybe because they've worked together a while, but they work really well together. Uh, I just, it seems like a waste. So, um, anyway, the other, the other stuff that was happening here, you had the, the, the men's battle royal, which is an absolute waste of time. Oh my um, god, it, I, I like a battle royal. I know they're sloppy. I, I know, I, I know a lot of shit happens. Yeah. But here's the thing. When you turn the Battle Royal into a comedy match, which is essentially what they turned this one into, it's a fucking waste. Yeah. A total fucking waste. Yeah. I mean, the thing was, the two guys from Saturday Night Live, now, when when they came in and the Hardys were pulling on Braun and they both grabbed his legs and almost put him over the top, and I go, do not tell me they're going to do this. I was, I turned the freaking thing off at that point if they did. So, you know, the thing is, what I loved is when, uh, um, the one guy tried to jump over the top rope and let himself. And I'm like, well, that's what I would do. You, know, kind of <laughs> you well, try. Yeah. Well, they were like, wait, 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 who was it? There was a Corey Graves said, that's, that's the smartest thing he's done all night. Trying to get out of the ring on his own. 
I'm right. Like, they put it over instead of like trying to make it into what they actually said. Well, that's a pretty smart move trying to get out of the ring there. Um, the women's battle royal. Uh, I just want to say this: seventeen women. You couldn't find three more. No, I, I know guess you. Not. Then I know they were pulling girls from NXT. What? Like because Candice Candice LeRae was in there, some of that. You couldn't find three more women. Literally, you couldn't find three more women to just be in there. Just pull up three. And last, I mean, I don't. I'm not saying three jobs. Just pull up three women off NXT. Grab whoever. Just grab whoever. It doesn't matter. Put them in there, right? No. Nope. I, I thought it was funny the other day when they said to Renee Young, "So Renee Young, you're going to challenge for the belt next?" She goes, "Oh, not me. I'm not getting in the ring." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> Renee Young is certainly never getting in the ring. She, she shouldn't she be on the mic either." <laughs> oh, she's atrocious. Well, terrible, the, terrible. Think about it. She goes. Uh, what's going on here? It's like, oh God, is that your catchphrase? You know, uh, kind of thing. Like, I get it. Like, you know, she's no Tony Giovanni with her catchphrases. No. Know? But uh, and, like, and it's not even it's not it's not a woman thing. I have no, no problem. You get she's just not good. Yeah. She might get better. Uh, you know, but I mean, she's right now, than it's... Mike Adamley was. Um, <laughs> but again, that's setting the bar pretty low. So that is true. Yeah. But I'm being serious. Like she just isn't good on what's going on, and and I don't I don't understand the constant Corey Graves bickering with her. No one wants to hear them bicker, like the back and forth. Like I don't know. I I think they've forgotten what good commentating. They're, they're, well, because they well because they, if they're not Gorilla and Ventura, and they're not Gorilla and the, and Heenan, and they're not uh, you know Jerry Law, they don't have that. JR and Jerry. It's just that they got to come up with something else. Well, what I'm saying is like, but you don't have to have them bickering. Like they, it's not even like, it's not even like, like remember how Ventura would like make smart ass comments and like Gorilla would hit him back with something. Right. Yeah. That's a different story, but it's not like Corey Graves is being like a smart ass. He's just like, well, Renee, maybe you stop being like so biased. I mean, I mean, basically, I mean, if she can curse, she needs to like, fuck you, Corey. Like, I think that would be cool. But like, that, but we can't get that because she can't say fuck you on the air, you know? Like, it'd be great if she did because then they both have no job at WWE. Um, it, it just, <laughs> well, our husband's going bye-bye, so maybe she'll be right along with him. Well, that was part of what I was reading, that maybe he's not leaving. That oh. maybe this is a big swerve because, see, when Haley, when the 8-year-old says to me and the 49, and 49, the 39-year-old say to me, you know, the two girls here, they're mentioning that he's leaving a lot. So this is a work, right, Jay? And I'm like, I don't think so. His contract is up. It doesn't look like he appeared to sign a new one. But why are they making a big deal that guys leave all the time and they, and they just job him out? And I'm like, well, it's really cool that both of them, like my girls know the proper terminology um, and how things normally go. I, this, to me, just it, it smells of a swerve. It smells of like, we'll bring Dean Ambrose back. He'll come... We'll, we'll take him off the air for like a little. It's like when CM Punk's contract ended, and then instead of letting him just be with the belt and not come back, they brought him back at the next pay per view. Right? That's just this feels like. like yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I they're gonna he, give him. They're gonna give not. him. Book him. They're gonna book him some some better better angles because. Well, because he doesn't do well in the comedy stuff and. When 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 everyone was hurt, well I shouldn't say when was hurt. When when uh when Seth Rollins was hurt and Roman Reigns was suspended for drugs, um and they booked Dean Ambrose as as the champion, that was some of the best stuff he did. 
because like you know like, okay like he he still looks like a homeless person with his you know uh wife beater and, and dirty jeans but it's like at least here he's got something to do like i don't know he just he just hasn't worked in a while with him and the the comedy stuff wasn't working and like being the like he's unhinged and he's whatever it's just not good is it going to be better when he goes to all elite i don't know but you know like like hunter said the other day well vince will just fucking buy it if he feels like it and i'm like well yeah. i don't know about that but i do know that they're buying back stock options from people hmm. why would they be buying back their stock in the company hmm i wonder what might be occurring uh i'm just saying i would I mean i would hate to see the v get sold off to somebody but they are they are in the current process of buying back stock if they you know where they can um which is not good and then supposedly they're selling titan towers and they're going to rent office space at like 20 million dollars a year like Jesus. why why would you sell titan towers you have some place you don't need to sell it to rent something unless the new owners are going to are going to not want the actual building anymore what i didn't say that anyway um controversy so uh yeah so you know the only other thing we didn't talk about was, was uh, buddy murphy dropping the belt to tony niece tony niece who as taz mentioned on the air uh a number of years ago he compared him to paul roma and then that got me in trouble and then taz yelled at me on the air which is not the first time he yelled at me on the air and then held the show up until i apologized or stated why i didn't think tony roma to, uh, Paul Roma was a not Tony Roma. That, that's the <laughs> restaurant. Um, well, I didn't think Paul Roma was a good wrestler, so I just apologized because I'm like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Sorry. And he's like, all right, we can go on with the show. So thanks, Taz. <laughs> Love you. So. See, that's what they're missing on, on on the commentary. Remember when Taz did commentary with Michael Cole? Yep. Right. And I'm not saying Michael Cole was any good ever because he's not. Um, he's just getting old now, so we have to feel bad for him or something like that. But at least Taz knew when he was doing heel stuff, like he knew how to like put stuff out there. And it wasn't the, they didn't agree and Taz would disagree with them, but it wasn't bickering. I don't know. I, mean, I like Corey Graves. I, I think Corey Graves is good. I just don't get the him and Renee Young bicker thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's, that's, I think that's what they think young, younger people want. I don't know who, who wants that because there's nobody watching the show. You know, I'm just saying, like, I mean, it, it's, it's certainly not appealing to anybody, you know, like, again, if you're old enough to be married, let's say, right? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And let's say you're watching Raw and you got a wife who's harping on you about, why are you watching that wrestling? You know, you're like, shut up, I don't want to watch wrestling. It's so stupid. You know, whatever. You don't want to hear Corey Graves and Renee Young bicker. Especially when you know that uh, <laughs> Renee Young's husband is 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 Dean Ambrose because they've now told us that's her husband, right? And if you know anything, you know that Corey Graves' his marriage fell apart because he was fucking Carmella. Now, don't get me wrong. Carmella's pretty hot, but to ruin your whole marriage over it, I'm not 100% sure about that. Right? I don't know. I'm, I'd, ruin my, I'd ruin my marriage for Beth Phoenix. I'm well, just saying. Okay. That's Beth Phoenix. That's not Carmella. Because if you've seen Corey Graves, if you've seen Corey Graves' wife, it's like a lateral move. Like, they're not that much different. It's not like you're oh. looking at Corey Graves' wife and she's like, and she looks like Tamina. 
I mean, she's this guys, woman guys is, never guys never cheat up. They only cheat to the side or down. Yeah, well, it's a proven fact. Oh, I don't know about that, man. I mean, because I mean, so maybe Clinton. I don't well, know. Well, I'm just saying is, uh, uh, hasta Fetty Gilbert. You know, he did manage to nail both Medusa and Missy Hyatt. So, I mean, you know, I, I guess, I mean, I guess maybe one's that, I mean, at least Medusa you can talk to. Missy Hyatt, Jesus H. Christ. I mean, got to remember, there was a show Kelly and I were at where she counted her tits all the way to the ring. One, two, one, two. I mean, she was really fucked up, but she yeah. did count her tits all the way to the ring. You got to work with what you have. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not sure who thinks that's good. I some of this stuff still has the Vince McMahon fingerprints on it because and that's. I mean, that's not going to change until he decides I'm completely done and gone. And it's. I mean, that's just what it is. It's I don't Vince. know, man. I just. It's just too much of this has his fingerprints on it, and it's just not good. When like, and, and I mean, again, in 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 the '90s and the Attitude Era and stuff like that, man, you could be cutting edge and you know, controversial, whatever. Nowadays, it's like nothing. I mean, what's controversial now? What's, what's cutting edge now? What's, I mean, uh, there really, I mean, there really isn't anything at this point, Uh, but you know what? The stuff doesn't have to be controversial. I love the attitude era. I mean, that's when outside of me being like five years old, me being an adult and watching that was can't miss TV. And I'm not saying I need to see, you know, kendo stick shots and, you know, humping, every five and you know painted on hands on boobs yeah yeah but you have to at least you know if you're not going to be able to do the edgy stuff then you have to go back to how it was in the you know the 60s 70s and 80s and and be telling a good story yeah. and along with good stuff in the ring yeah you know and in a in you know a decent storyline heat is is going to make up for a lot of crap in the ring if you can yeah. get it to that point I just, I just I just don't think you. The problem is, well, I shouldn't say the problem. The the they they would. Steve, who no one knew that Stone Cold Steve Austin, because I mean Steve Austin, the wrestler that I watched in World Class, and the Steve Austin that I watched in WCW as part of the Hollywood Blondes and stuff. I mean, I love Steve Austin. I, I was yeah. and and superstar Steve Austin in ECW for the three weeks he was there. I mean, who would have known that Steve Austin? This, this being Stone Cold would have been the insane megastar he was. And, let, and to be honest, when Owen Hart dropped him on his head and nearly killed him, and, and he had to be off TV for that time, that and he just got in the ring and talked and did whatever, he became even a bigger star during that yeah. time. But that's that's so hard to even imagine that ca- catching to get that. Because that's like, he was like... Hogan big, like insane big, right? Oh, but he was at his height. He was bigger than Hogan, right? But I'm saying, but it's like, but it's the way Hogan was like Hulk Hogan. Even if you didn't watch wrestling in the '80s, you knew who Hulk Hogan you knew was. Who he was. Yeah, right. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin 316. They it was bigger than wrestling, but at the same time, you still had Shawn Michaels, who is arguably one of the greatest wrestlers. To I mean, again, forget the person who Shawn Michaels is, the absolute yeah. dickhead, whatever. He was amazing, and I know Luke is like, I don't like his in-ring stuff, but Shawn Michaels inspired a lot of this current generation to be stars. The table for three, Adam Cole, Ricochet, and Johnny Gargano talk about this. That Johnny Gargano flat out said, he goes, well, he goes, our parents technically made us, but Shawn Michaels made us all wrestlers. Like this, <laughs> and he goes, he, he made us, Shawn Michaels made us. And I'm like, okay, man. Like, 
Johnny Gargano might be a little far afield here. Let's rein him in, you know, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Shawn Michaels is the reason why a lot of guys are wrestlers. Yeah. And 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 it's hard to believe that people like you think like oh people say like The Rock or they say Steve Austin. A lot of it's Shawn Michaels, the guys who are a certain type of wrestler. But to imagine that you had Steve Austin, who became Stone Cold Steve Austin, which was bigger than life, and then you had The Rock, like to hit superstar. I mean the level of superstar steve austin the rock like that was crazy and they only existed together for a very short time remember steve yeah. austin was on his way out but to be able to transition right to the rock like, the rock was insanely huge yeah the wwf got real lucky yeah because what if what if they didn't have the rock or you know what what if what if dwayne johnson had played football and got drafted mm. i don't know if they exist the way they do now you know probably not yeah because I'm trying to think of who else around at that time would have. I can't. I. I don't know. I can't really think of anybody. Not 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 that was a superstar. He was. You had great workers, the Eddie Guerrero's, the Chris Benoit's, the Edge, the guys who could work. Who were it could have. It, it could have been Edge. It could have. I don't they, know. You know. If Edge could have. Edge never got. I don't think Edge ever was going to get big that big. Not not the Rock and like because the Rock was insanely huge. I mean, the Rock has gone from being. The, the biggest superstars on the air to being the highest paid actor in Hollywood. It's crazy, right? Yeah. But to think you needed someone to bridge the gap to John Cena, you need someone, I mean, because it wasn't going to be Triple H. As much as Triple H was a big star, Triple H was not that level, you know? No. And I like Triple H. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Triple H fan. And I was a Shawn Michaels fan. And, stuff like that. But they, I mean, and as much as Shawn Michaels might have inspired a lot of guys to become wrestlers, Shawn Michaels never became that big. DX was DX became very popular. The idea of crotch chopping and stuff like that, but DX was a group of guys. It wasn't The Rock. It wasn't Steve Austin. You know, carry that level. And I mean, they don't have anyone like that now. They they're trying to make Roman Reigns that guy, but we all know he will never be that guy. You know, no matter what. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins will never be there. I think that was the chant. Luke was saying that the chant should be stay healthy, Seth, stay healthy, Seth. And what happens every time one of them gets hurt, they put the belt right back on Lesnar. And then they were like, all right, we're going to put the belt back on Lesnar. It's like, what? How, how is that the answer? So anyway, um, but so WrestleMania 35, the, the seven and a half hour epic uh, that, and the thing is on the network, they only show you the, the pay-per-view proper. They don't show you the, the pre-show, you have to go find that special. When the DVD comes out, it'll be three discs. Two oh. discs. Two, I mean, I'll own it because I own every one of them. Two discs will be the the pay, will be the pre-show and the first couple matches to pay for you, and the rest will be the pay-per-view. So it's two DVDs to get the pay-per-view. And the other, the other DVD will be the Hall of Fame, um, you know, because they always do that. But, yeah. So think about WrestleMania weekend now. Right. WrestleMania weekend is now it's gone from being this little thing. They were talking about the amount of money that WrestleMania is going to just infuse into Brooklyn just in the week. It's going to be there because there's fan access and there's all these signings like Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins are talking about it. the places they had to be on like Monday and because Monday was raw. And then Tuesday, then like Wednesday, they have to be here and Thursday. They're here in the morning. afternoon. It's so crazy to think of what WrestleMania has become like. It's become yeah. like the Super Bowl. It's, it's bigger than life. Right. And unlike the Super Bowl, where it's only about one game, <coughs> excuse me, 
with NXT on Friday night, I mean, they did that in the Barclays Center. They had however many couple hundred, you know, like I mean, they had a lot of people there to, for the NXT show. That that show was outstanding. The Hall of Fame, whatever you know, and even if the thing hadn't happened with, with the guy trying to attack Brett, um, the the Hall of Fame sells out, right? Yeah, the WrestleMania was... sells out. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just it just seems like such a big. It's become so much bigger than you know. It, it was always a big event. But now it's become this whole—I don't know—like they bring I mean, the whole circus I, to town. I can, I can kind <coughs> of understand. Me. There's probably a lot of people that you know, if they are <laughs> even able to take one trip a year, they try to make wrestle, mm-hmm. try to make it WrestleMania weekend. Sure. So they're trying to make the whole weekend full of stuff and give people their money's worth. I mean, that's—I—I I can't say that about WWF. They do try to give you your money's worth, you know, at the especially at the pay per views. Raw and SmackDown, on the other hand, I don't know about that. Well, you just um, went having to gone, a, a sma- a Raw, I just, right? yeah, I went. Um, so I actually got to see, you know, Ricochet and Aleister Black live finally. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but I mean, if you don't go to, you know, and it's different than when you go see a, a smaller show. There's a lot of downtime yeah. when you go to Raw or SmackDown. A lot of downtime. Um, which is why when you watch it on Hulu the day after, it's only half as long because right. they're cutting out all the downtime. So it's, uh, I mean, yeah, the the weekly stuff is, I don't know, you know, and then again, those tickets are only like 20 bucks right. <laughs> in most places. So I don't feel like I could offer anything, but man, it, if I was going to try, I don't, I don't even, after seeing this one, I don't think I would even I wouldn't travel for WrestleMania if it ever comes back to Boston, which it won't, because the Garden only holds like nineteen thousand people, and why sell nineteen thousand seats when you can sell eighty thousand seats? They have to hold it at Gillette Stadium. Um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go to Gillette in April. Are you kidding me? Well, freezing my ass up. I wouldn't want to go to the Meadowlands in April. That's one of the reasons why. I mean, forget what the tickets cost. Just even if I was even if I was getting twenty dollars seats to sit way upstairs, I'm like, I don't want to sit outside. No. It Absolutely last, not. Last year on that date, guess what it did? It snowed. Like it could yeah. have snowed. They have a contingency in in place if that had, if it had snowed or rained for this. Because I, I mean, what the hell going. do you do? Well, the ring is covered. That's the thing. Is like they have basically the ring covered. So yeah, I saw that, but it's like they, yeah. they could the fans get wet. It's a bad it's a bad look though if it's raining and people say screw it I'm not going to even bother sitting down which if I paid all that money I guess I would but I mean I guess that, that they would have to be kind of you know, selective in how they shot the match <laughs> you know kind of thing well I mean because you know what they used to do back in the day they used to turn the they turn all the lights off on the crowd so you couldn't even see the crowd yeah it was old old wrestling so it didn't matter how many people were there that they turned the house lights because it was all about you know focused on the ring so. Maybe you know, keep the crowd would understand that they're not the important part of the show, um, which crowds today don't fucking understand. Well, here, here's what I, and I think you said it the other day. If uh, if I don't know, I mean, we, we were talking about this. It's one thing to chant during a match, during a Hall of Fame speech. Shut the fuck up. Just yeah. shut up. Like no one wants to hear you go DX. Like great. Like let's shut up. You know, even the people thought they were being cool. And, funny. and Haley goes, why do they keep yelling while they're doing this? And I'm like, and I don't mean like they were yelling and screaming when they came out. And DX was doing their silly stuff. Yeah. Like, Brett's trying to talk. Shut up. I mean, the man had a stroke, for Christ's sake. 
Well, it's like it's one th- if you if you're if you want to legitimize this art form it, to the general public, it's probably not the best look to have it be like a a, a frat party at your Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah. Where ostensibly, you know, because all the talents in suits, you know, they're not in ring attire. Right. They are trying to make it look as respectable as possible. So I don't know. I get guarantee you this will be the last year that it'll, that fans will be able to go. Well. I think, but here was the problem. If you look at it, the, what was separating the fans from the wrestlers was like a rope. It was like it was like I was. And I felt like I was watching uh, World Class, where they they piece of rope to keep everyone away from ringside. There was no guardrails, right? <clears throat> so they're going to have to make it so somehow fans cannot get near them. There was too they were too close, and the, and the guy with you know got in. There's no way the guy should have been able to get there. That's no. what I mean. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, the guy shouldn't have had a way to get there. I mean, if if his one thing, it's one thing if he jumped a guardrail and whatever, but like, I don't know. Like, like every other year, the the boys are sitting down on the floor and everyone else is up in the stands. So yeah. if someone tried to get there, you have to come out of the fucking stands. You ain't coming out of the stands. Security would no. have your ass way quicker. You know, this was. I I understand why they did it this way. They tried to make. I didn't get the, the whole idea of having the boys behind the guy speaking. You had. Well, you it had, doesn't make sense at a at a induction ceremony to have anybody to the back of right. the recipient of the of the award. Yeah, that's right. asinine. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's what they did. But it's, I didn't. I didn't get it. But it's okay. You know, I wasn't booking this shit. So. I, you know, be as it may. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, this could be the last time you see fans there, or the fans will be really separated like they've been. Um, but be as it may, the WrestleMania weekend, the whole weekend has been a big thing. Uh, I know a lot of other uh, organizations like the the G1 uh, at the Garden. You had ROH and uh, New Japan. The first time that we've had a world title that wasn't the WWF World WWE World Title defended at the Garden and since what the 50s or something like that um you know a lot of you know uh shimmer held shows a lot of different all these different shows were going on major league wrestling had their tapings and stuff like that it's impressive to think of that like there's all these different companies coming in and they're taking the time to really put on you know taking you know, going there and they're and they're, and they're and they're all putting their best foot forward and they're trying the best they can to you know to pull their money and so the whole thing becomes just this insane weekend of just right i mean you could literally go to wrestling from like wednesday thursday friday saturday and then end with wrestlemania on sunday monday tuesday you could go to wrestling almost like seven straight days in a row you have no money left yeah. uh but you know you could do that you know kind of thing so but that's a lot of wrestling it is but the problem is not all of it's good wrestling they, uh, that is yes yeah that's also the big problem so anyway um yeah there it is, folks. It's we kind of we kind of broke down WrestleMania without going into major details. And we didn't even bring up Doctor Thugonomics, John Cena. Yeah, we Huge did. Well, pop. I'll be honest. Is as much as he felt super nervous doing that because he said it, he was I felt so nervous going out there. When that happened, I was like, Oh my god! Like that yeah. to me was awesome. It and, was awesome. I popped hardcore yeah. for that. Well, but the, the, the crowd popped so hard for a guy they boo all the time. They were red hot for that. Yep. And I think that speaks volumes of how much they hate Elias as well, um, because I think that has run its fucking course. 
Well, I mean, the Undertaker literally buried him yeah. the other night. So, yeah. well, <laughs> but, but, but it had to be Monday. They had to do that, right? Instead, of, I mean, they had Cena do that, but they realized we got to go further than that. So they had Taker do it Monday, which is fine. Um, you know, but then Taker also didn't have to sit through WrestleMania. He got to like, true. he got to come out on Raw, go in and out. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just saying is they, they as much as uh, Elias was over like a couple months ago, like all the internet smart marks and all those people who are so smart and they know all this stuff and they're so cool. Like they were so like Elias is the best wrestler. He, he doesn't wrestle. I mean, no. the guy, the guy's got good size to him. At least he looks like he could be good. No idea if he's got any talent or not, because you never let him actually do anything. But anyway, <laughs> be as it may. Um, I think, you know, I, you know, we, we kind of, I think we've, we've covered most of the mania without going too crazy in depth on everything. Um, oh, yeah. clearly there was some really good stuff. Um, and there was some really bad stuff and there was some, you know, clearly you could cut out, you could cut this thing down to four hours. So you could cut three and a half, basically cut the show in half. I not mean the whole thing, like take the pre-show and everything else and just put it all together. And there's plenty of stuff you could cut out of there. You don't need, right? I mean, and honestly, you can cut out the battle royals if you're not going to make take them seriously. If you can't get three more fucking women to make it twenty women, then don't hold it. If you if you're going to have it be the fucking comedy match with Braun Strowman, cut it. And I love battle royals, so I'm I'm, I'm all for having them. But I mean, I, to me, when I think of a battle royal at WrestleMania, I'm thinking of like, remember the one with with the, with the the NFL players in it? Yeah. Like, that's a battle royal, right? You know, kind of thing. Like, there was no bullshit in that Battle Royal. But it came down to the Hart Foundation and Andre the Giant at the end there. And you're like, oh, shit. The Hart Foundation is going to get killed. And he nearly did. You know, at least then you're like, okay, I can come down with it. It's just, you know. Or I'm thinking the one where Bret Hart and uh, came down to Bret Hart and Bad News Brown. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And he throws the trophy and it explodes. And it's just, yeah. I mean, that that's a Battle Royal. I mean, it doesn't need to be common. So there's the bad stuff you can cut out. You know, there's no need for the Finn Balor match. There's no need for the AJ Styles match. And don't get me wrong, I love AJ Styles. I love Finn Balor. Those guys are top guys, you know, kind of thing. But there's no need for that stuff there. It just was glorified SmackDown and Raw matches. You could probably take this thing, cut it down to about four hours. It still feel long at four hours when the normal pay-per-view is two and a half. And keep the Kofi Kingston winning the belt and the crowd going amazing. And even keep the women's the women's match at 20 minutes. Maybe, you know, work on the ending a little better so Ronda knows to get her shoulders down and not have them off the mat. Um, Haley made a good point. She goes, aren't Becky Lynch's shoulders on the mat, though? And, <laughs> and Kelly goes, no, she's face, face down. She goes, yeah, but look how she's laying. Aren't her shoulders on the mat more than Ronda Rousey's? When an eight-year-old can point that out, it's a problem. Just saying. But it's cool. <laughs> it's okay. Ronda Rousey's busy now. She broke her hand, and now she's going to make babies with Travis Brown. Um, which are going to be some scary-ass children. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to be like Nobody's Brock. No, nobody like will fuck with them, boys. though. No, I wouldn't either. It's like Brock Lesnar's boys. Um, I can only imagine they look like mini versions of Brock Lesnar. That's you know? frightening. Um, can you imagine them like you know, what's it, Gunner and whatever? It's not Gunner and Hanson, but that'd be funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can imagine like they're walking around like, oh, the little Lesnar children, and they're just like Brock Lesnar's. They just come to school with gloves on. They're like, I feel like they were born with crew cuts and, you know, like, you know, no necks 
and stuff like that. Well, it's always funny. You, you, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen the picture of Brock in in college, and he looks like he's about to drop the the hottest IT seminar of you know yeah. 1990. <laughs> oh well, you, you, and again, I don't know how much OVW you ever saw, but when Lesnar was down there, when it was Lesnar and uh, and Shelton Benjamin as a team. Oh, uh, that's a weird pairing. Well, no, it makes perfect sense. The Minnesota Stretching Crew. They're oh, both Jesus. they're both amateur wrestlers. They both All right. Top, and them as a tag team, you're like, wow, that's a team I don't think I would want to like piss off because either one of them could kill you. <laughs> you forget that Shelton Benjamin is no joke. No, he's not. You know, that's like when Benjamin and Haas were a team, they were no joke. That team could fucking hurt you. You know, kind of thing. You're like, wow, this team could really fuck you up. I'm just saying, you know, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, but Shelton Benjamin, I mean, he gets, he's gotten saddled with a lot of crap, too. But he's no joke. I mean, that's the thing. is, I mean, he, he, he put some great matches with Shawn Michaels a few years back. But Shelton Benjamin, I mean, he's, he was a great amateur wrestler. So, but anyway. So, folks, um, obviously, you know, uh, not having Luke here tonight, you know, we didn't have uh, you know, our third, you know, the, th- the three man, the three man booth just was, you know, Hero and I doing this. And um, we plan on having Luke back for our regularly scheduled program. This was kind of, we put this together. Um, so we give you guys some, because we've been trying to put out an episode every month. Um, and we promise you we'll have one but when we get Luke, you know, you know, when he gets, when he gets healthy from his uh, black scorpion attack. I, uh, it, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, stand, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> The worst is if this this came up the other day on Jim Cornette. Someone said, "Why did you use the Black Scorpion as uh, uh, a jobber on a Smoky Mountain wrestling taping?" And Jim Cornette goes, "Did we?" He goes, "The Black Scorpion was just a jobber we used. It just was the guy." We would, he goes, the "Black Scorpion was a jobber the whole time." It's like based. I'm like, "Oh my god, the Black Scorpion was supposed to be like the biggest angle." There's an hour right there just on what this what it should have been and what it turned out to be. Because what we got was not what they were planning. So it's okay. Al Perez was like, I'm I'm a big star. And they're like, who the fuck are you, Al Perez? And yeah, so maybe four people might have known Al Perez was because we watched ESPN at 4 o'clock every afternoon. And we saw Al Perez wrestle on, you know, on WCCW and then eventually Global. But uh, in WCW, in WCW, they didn't know you, Al Perez. Anyway. So we will have Luke back when we'll be back to our regular kind of stuff. Also, if you haven't checked out our YouTube uh, channel that uh, Luke um, has, you know, he puts videos up there and he loaded some of my videos. The custom Sid I did, you saw that, right? I mean, that, that Sid vicious. Yeah. That Sid looks good. He looks like Sid. If they had made a Sid from ECW, that's the fucking Sid you make. You know, not, the, not the Sid that almost got into a fight with the Shockmaster. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Shockmaster. <laughs> I had what that shirt on the me. other day. What a piece of me. Again, that was also our, I was that again also was was uh, um, Ole Anderson voicing the yeah. Shockmaster, not just Black Scorpion. Um, I had that shirt on the other day, the one you got me with the Shockmaster yeah. on it. And Haley goes, "Is that the guy who fell through the wall?" I was like, yep. "Yes, it's the Shockmaster." Really- no, I have to ask: Has anybody made a, a T-shirt with Titus World Slide on it? Because that would be worth getting to. I have not <laughs> seen that. All I know is. When that happened, I was watching it live, uh, and I, I started I was dying laughing. And I go, it was oh my so God. it was so smooth. I thought I I thought it was a work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is, I said to Luke was he went under. 
he should have just kept going and come out the come other side there. of the ring. And then it would have been like, oh, I worked that, right? But Titus World Slide. Well, I said that, though. And then, like, all of a sudden, then they said it on, like, because I know Wiretap is stealing all my shit because all of a sudden, like, well, you know, Facebook already steals your shit, you know, when you do that. And Wiretap yeah. over here, she's stealing my shit, too, because Amazon puts stuff up. I seven things I barely even think about. And they'll have fucking ads up like, hey, you might be interested. Oh, I wanted this. Yeah. Well, the worst part is there's stuff I don't even say out loud. I'm just thinking it. And it comes up on Facebook. I'm like, well That's played. Well played. You know, like I laugh. Kelly laughs. A toaster laugh. I shoot the toaster. We're all good. You know, kind of thing. Um, yeah. But but yeah, but Titus World Slide. I've never I have never seen a shirt for it because you know what? Because he's under contract still. Uh, and, and I think it's kind of hard with that. See, if Titus got fired, he would. I, I would put up. I'd put that shirt. Out. I don't know how WWE doesn't put that shirt out because they've even called it Titus World Slide now. Like I said it to Luke. I said, Did, "If you got to see what happened to Titus, it was Titus World Slide." And I'm like, Luke goes, "That's that's awesome." And I'm like, "Yeah, watch. They'll rip it off." And then like they ripped it off the following Monday. I'm like, "Fuck! How'd they hear me?" You know, kind of thing. It's, it's Bruce alien. Pritchard has ears everywhere. So does Michael P.S. Hayes. Yeah. Michael P.S. <laughs> Michael P.S. Hayes. There's a meme going around going, you're cool, but you never be as cool as Michael P.S. Hayes wearing. And it's like the worst fucking thing you've ever seen. And he's got matching shoes. Michael P.S. Hayes looked like an eighth rest of the Freebirds, though, right now. Good I... Lord. <laughs> he is humongous. <laughs> Uh, he swallowed all of Bad Street USA. Oh my Bad God. Street USA is in there. Good God. That's God <laughs> my witness. He's dead. Oh, God. He is broken in half. What did they say the other day? Someone fell to me. For the love of mankind. And I was like, oh, really? That's where... Oh, we didn't even mention what he called. That's the one thing we didn't mention. The Miz and, and Shane. We didn't mention that match. And, the oh, insane, and that was fun, too. The insane bump that two married men with children just took off the top of a fucking. Okay. Yeah. When Shane, was, Shane's, what, 48, 49 years old? Yeah, yeah, he's old. So, but The Miz, he just, they just had a baby, and, and Maurice, is, Maurice is pregnant again. Like, he's t- like I thought he was going to throw Shane off of there. You I know what? I, that, that's what I was expecting, too, but the yeah. FU ending that we got was great. And, and you know what? <laughs> like, we were talking about it on our, our direct message thread. Yeah. Wow. Talk about it. You, now you've got the Miz over as a face. Yeah, right. You know, oh, it's crazy. The the thing was not just that is that they take that bump. Now again, obviously the stage is designed to break away and everything else. Yeah, it was, that it is was definitely a, padded, but such even a still, dangerous bump to take with two of them. But to get the Miz over as a face, that's one of the hardest things I've ever imagined in my entire life. Yeah. At the Hall of Fame, when they would go to Miz and Maurice and they cheer, and then go to Shane and his wife and they boo. And then cut back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, this is brilliant. Like yeah. someone's actually using their knife. Someone's using the lump three feet above their ass, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but the the uh, Mr. Mizanin did not need to get in the ring. No, um, no. I, I I mean, he uh, didn't need to get into the ring, but it was. It, I thought it was a good spot. Yeah. Well, he looks so bad. Like I. Well, he's I an older man. I feel bad for George. Um. Yeah, but. Like, the Miz's mom would have been better getting in the ring. At least she might have had a shot. George looked like an idiot. So, and that's hard to do after he, with the, the dumbass he's looked like on their TV show. Um, 
Well, I don't know if you watch Ms. and Mrs. But I, the, I don't. I don't. But uh, after hearing out. this, I might have to. Oh, my. Ms. and Mrs. is one of my favorite shows. It is so funny. I love The Miz now. Like, I was not a Miz fan. Luke has been a Miz fan for forever. I've not been a fan of The Miz. I, I respect his work. Um, I love the bit we hold that we have in the show with him and Ding. Like, don't you walk away. Don't you. I'm the one who did. Like, and it's just like you know, him being a jerk. He's a great heel. But when you watch the show, you realize that, like, Mike Mizanin's just a guy, and you're like, he's just a guy. <laughs> but, like, he's a guy who's got a really fucking hot wife, a really good job, right? And, like, yeah. he's he's pretty funny, like, just as a guy. Like, he's a guy you want to hang out with. But then you realize, like, his, his life is kind of fucking nuts. Like, because he lives with his, his mother-in-law is insane. Like, Maurice is still Maurice. Like, she's st- like she's french canadian so she doesn't understand certain things she's like well like why are they bringing us a pie he's like well that's what neighbors do she goes not in canada they don't like no one comes over to your house no one brings you a pie and i'm like i thought canadians are supposed to be super nice yeah well i know it's and but like but she's french canadian so oh french canadian french canadian you know know, my ex-brother-in-law is french French, you know kind of thing so visit missus is worth watching anyway so Anyway, folks, um, if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, there's some unboxings on there, some stuff I sent down to Luke, Luke playing with some toys. Um, there was me doing some unboxings. We've got some masks. There's me with the, the Sid that Luke cut together. Um, some Go Fight Pal on there. Uh, I was doing some Go Fight Pal wrestling before. I had Dusty Plummer was wrestling Thunder Gold. And all the Go Fight Pal guys know that that means Dusty Rhodes was wrestling Hulk Hogan. But we don't call them that. They're Dusty Plummer and Thunder Gold. And then Ricky Stallion was looking to get a match in there, too. Um, you can imagine who that is. Um, <laughs> Ricky Ricky Stallion, obviously, we talking about Flair. Right? And I was like, man, I could be so funny if I have someone like, listen, listen, horse dick. You know, kind of thing. And I was like, oh, my God. My guy could say that because my guy would totally do that. So, <laughs> just saying. I love the game. It's awesome. I, I, I do R&D for them and stuff and, and whatever. But it's like, I was like, when they call him Ricky Stallion, I'm like, oh, my God. Because Shane Douglas used to call Ric Flair Dick Flair. You know? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is just setting up horse dick jokes. So, anyway. So, love you guys. Anyway, so, um, that's about it for us tonight, guys. Again, I don't think there's anything else to say here about WrestleMania 35. Um just if you're going to watch it, uh, again, this is, one, this is one thing I don't get. Like, when you're at the show, now, again, there's no commercials per se, like on Raw or SmackDown where you have like the live show where you have like four yeah. minutes of commercials. So I'm sure people got up and went to the bathroom and come back and whatever, you know, kind of thing. Because it's a long walk. If you're on if you're on the field to walk all the way to the bathrooms and whatever, because we know because the Miz, the Miz and, and, uh, Shane Duck, and Shane Shane McMahon showed us most of the arena as they were fighting all around it there in their match. Um, I don't know how you do that. Like, I would, I would be like, if I paid that much money for my seats, I would want to see everything. I wouldn't want to get up to go to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's hard to imagine during that seven and a half hours that you don't have to piss or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when it, because the temperature dropped to about thirty degrees that night, Oof. and and not everyone had the nice lights over your head to warm you up. <laughs> they said the ring. The, the light the, the the lights and stuff with the ring they warmed the ring up so they weren't that cold and I'm like I don't know Triple H and Batista's nipples were sticking out pretty damn far 
in that match. That's just from Ruthless Aggression. Yeah. (laughs) It's their maximum sweat. uh, Oh, God, those toys were terrible. Yeah. That's a story for another time. Yeah, so. All right, folks, so um, we'll be back at you with our regularly scheduled program when we get – we'll get Luke back in here. Um, So uh, for for Chris and myself, we'll see you at the matches. Are you going to take care of Ron Killens? What kind of disgusting, despicable lack of respect does that Billy What's-His-Name show booking a match for the total package Lex Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me to wrestle run? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends and stars ever in this. God! And your t-shirts are too tight too, Billy! And you book a match with me against Ryan Killings! Look at me! I'm a total package! I will rip him apart! I'm pissed now! No, don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Don't you walk away. I'm the one that loves the fans. I'm the one that loves everyone and everything. You're the one that gets up and walks away every single time. You're the coward. Will you stop?